0: Hi, guys. Welcome to Back to the Beginning, a podcast by Beginning Boutique where we hit rewind on the lives of all your fave influencers, models, social media gurus, and more. So pop on your headphones, turn up the volume because this is your exclusive access to the advice, life lessons, and never-before-heard learnings from our guests. Hi, guys. Welcome to this episode of Back to the Beginning where I'm doing my very first solo episode. You know in the intro where I say, where we hit rewind on all the lives of your fave influencers, models, social media gurus and more. This is the I'm more part. Today we're doing a bit of a different episode. We're doing an autumn winter recap. So we're going to recap the last six months at beginning and talk about what's happened and what we're excited for heading into the spring summer seasons. To start, back in March, we had our International Women's Day competition, which was our small biz besties. We had a competition where female-founded or female-led businesses could enter in, and what they would win was a six-month mentorship and a wholesale deal with Beginning Boutique. And we launched it. It did really well. We had 12 finalists. We narrowed it down to 12 finalists, and they were all amazing, really innovative small businesses. But it was you guys, the BB customers, that made the final call and you voted for our three winners, which were The Vault, Allure and Hysteria. It was so amazing to see these women around the office. They came in for various different things, to have met their mentorship with Sarah and other aspects of the businesses. We talked about marketing. They went and talked to our e-commerce managers. It was just really interesting to see what the start of a business looks like from their perspective and what we could offer them. It was amazing to see their products on the website. If you haven't listened to the podcast episode that I did with Eb and Liv from Allure, go back and listen to that because they really explain what that mentorship was like, what it was like getting the wholesale deal and how they started their business. Moving on to April, we had Coachella. After a two-year pandemic-induced hiatus, BB was back BB was back. That is so hard to say. BB was back where we belong at Coachella. Festivals have always been a big part of Beginning Boutique's identity. So to be back at the center of the festival zeitgeist, it was really exciting for the whole team. We had about three months of preparation and we hosted 17 Australian and US influences on our BB on tour, festival house in Palm Springs and Coachella really left us on a high. We saw the cool pictures. We saw the acts perform. It looked so amazing. So when Splendor rolled around, we were so excited to go as a brand. And planning an event like Splendor is a massive effort. Like the whole company is involved in something like that obviously from a marketing and a PR standpoint, but also the finance team and the product team advising on what items we will have for sale, the warehouse team getting all that stock ready to be transported down. We had to have contractors to build custom facades for the tent. Like it was a whole thing. And we were really excited to deliver a similar experience to our Aussie customers that our US customers got at Coachella when disaster hit. And I'm not even talking about the mud. A week out from the festival, the organisers rang us up to inform us of an oversight which meant we could no longer attend the event. And although now we know it was a blessing in disguise because, oh my God, trying to set up stuff in the that slosh would have been horrific, but we have attended that festival through pop-up stalls and activations since 2015. So the announcement that we wouldn't be able to continue that legacy at the time a week out from the festival was so disappointing for the whole team. And we knew that we couldn't let that custom branding and facades and all of that stuff go to waste. And also we wanted to connect with you guys. We wanted to see you in person. After the pandemic, brands haven't really been able to do any in-person events. And I feel like Gen Z especially is really recovering from the pandemic. We're all so screen fatigued. We spent the most part of the last two years watching the world through our phone. We're sick of having to experience things via social media or virtually. We weren't going to give up. We knew that we had to pivot the activation and we knew that we also wanted to keep the element of sustainability in there. Um, because our Splendor stall had really strong elements of sustainability. Not that you guys were able to see that, but we were working on these festival survival kits where the canisters were like biodegradable and the things inside them, all the little festival survival things uh, were either reusable or recyclable. So shop and swap was born. We had our first event at Milky Space on the Gold Coast, which was absolutely beautiful. That place is just so picturesque and gorgeous. And our second event was in Melbourne. And tomorrow, we're having one in Brisbane. And we can't wait to see you guys there. But the whole event is really about supporting the circular fashion economy. We have racks of new arrivals, as well as a section where customers can swap their pre-loved beginning boutique items for another recycle piece or receive a store voucher. You could also buy straight from the pre-loved rack. So, um, And they're obviously all at really great discounted prices. And I love taking this concept on the road. Going to Melbourne was so fun, but I have an admission to make. Yeah, I'm a terrible traveller. I am such a passive traveller. Like I didn't really travel by myself. I have been travelling by myself before. I've been on planes before. But when I was a kid, I didn't really travel much. We didn't really go many places on planes. So I just didn't really have very much experience or exposure to the airport, right? So when I was flying to Melbourne, I was in the Uber on the way there. And we're almost at the airport when the Uber driver says arrivals or departures. And look, this this always gets me because I'm arriving at the airport to depart, like, I don't I know that it sounds so stupid and when I'm not at the airport I can realize that obviously I'm departing because I'm going somewhere else but every time I get to the airport I see that sign it says arrivals one way it says departures another way and I am arriving at the airport to depart and every time it is just a dichotomy in my brain it is I'm having a fight with myself thinking we do this every time and you know you know which one but I don't I don't, and I have to really sit there and say it again. I'm arriving to depart, so I'm departing. Anyway, I'm gonna have to get used to it, and I'm gonna have to remember that I am departing always when I'm at the airport. That's what I mean. Are you not always departing at the airport if you're at an airport? I guess when you're in the airport after you've come back from your trip, you're arriving. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I'm gonna have to get used to it because we are traveling even more because we have our BB times you casting calls. Our first one was in Newcastle and our second one is also tomorrow. We're combining it with the shop and swap. So if being behind the camera isn't really your thing, you can just come and do the shop and swap. However, for those of you who have tickets to the casting call, we cannot wait to meet you. It's going to be so fun. And I thought I would give you a little rundown of what actually goes on at these events. So at the start, you come in, we greet you, we have a questionnaire and it has like samples, fabrics, color swatches, pattern swatches, all that kind of stuff. So you can pick which sample you like the best, what fabric you like the best, what color swatch you like the best, what pattern you like the best. This all goes straight to the product team. So you guys have real say in what we're bringing out in the next year and we also then have a hair station so you can get hair touch-ups if you want them and then it's casting call time so we start with a video and we ask you a question and that question is what is your favorite part about yourself and this is what some of the newcastle girls had to say my favorite thing about myself Able to be confident in myself with a disability. The fact that I feel like I'm quite a strong person. I just love all of those answers. It's so sweet. And so then you move on after you do your question and you do a walk. It's not like a model walk, it's really just to see how you kind of move. You don't have to be practicing with books on your head, Gigi and Bella style. You just walk up and down. And then we shoot you from the side, back, and front. Then you have your Polaroid shot and we put it on the little wall so that we can remember everyone and also it just looks cute. And then I shoot the social images and then that's it. You're done. You, it's like literally all about having fun, being relaxed. Please don't be nervous. It's also about providing you guys with a new experience. Having new experiences is so important, even if it's just for the fun of it. So then after the casting call, what happens is we put all your photos and your details into our model files. And then when we have upcoming shoots in your area or bigger campaigns that we want to fly people out for, we will go through all those photos and all that data and we will pick the models who are right for that campaign. We have a really amazing upcoming campaign. I can't announce Exactly what it is yet, but I do know that we will be featuring some incredible women from the casting calls, so I cannot wait to announce that. My B Real just alerted. I'm gonna I'm gonna I have to be real, obviously. Give me one second, please. I have been loving Be Real. If you guys don't follow us on Be Real, it's just Beginning Boutique. I think Be Real is such a fun app. Because digital literacy is growing with our generation, I think the cry for authenticity in the online world is also growing. Like Gen Z people do not want to see really curated Instagram feeds. We want to see like the real, the rawness because Gen Z people can just see an ad or see a fake moment from a mile away. Am I saying Gen Z? Gen Z. I think I listened to too many American podcasts But I have also been listening to people call Be Real the antithesis of Instagram. And while I would love that to be true, I don't think it's completely true. I don't think any social media can ever be real, truly, no pun intended. Because while Be Real isn't contrived like Instagram, it's not like a highlight reel, it still has the ability to make you feel like you're not enough or like your life is so much worse than someone else's. Like for five days, Be Real came on at 12 p.m. And I was at my computer every single day just working while some of my friends are in Europe and they're in Greece and they're posting in Italy. And every single day for five consecutive days, they were like in a different country, eating a different cuisine, having a different drink. And that makes me feel like, oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life? And that is why it is not the antithesis. Of Instagram is just a different form of social media and that's why digital literacy is so important it's so important to remind yourself that what you see on a screen is not real life I still love the app though don't get me wrong and I do love seeing what my friends do at work I'm one of those nosy people that like zooms in on people's computer screens so if there's anything confidential that you're putting on your computer screen don't add me on be real because I will be zooming in And speaking of trending things, I really like seeing those in and out videos on TikTok, like people saying what's trending and what they think is no longer trending. So yesterday we did a story on Beginning Boutique's Instagram of what was in and what was out, and you guys voted. And I'm going to read them out and say what majority of people liked. And then when I do my summer-spring recap at the end of summer, we're going to see if what we thought was in now is still in. Okay, the first one was baggy pants and a cute top. 89% of people said in, I fully agree in, 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 in. And I hope that it's in at the end of summer too, because it is just such an easy, I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing baggy parachute pants and like a little bra kind of top underneath my blazer. It creates such a nice silhouette on your body. And I hope that it stays in. And I'm glad that everyone else agrees. Low rise jeans, 52 say in. 48% say out. I don't know. I think I sit in the middle with this too, honestly. I'm kind of like our divided listeners. Parachute pants. I'm shocked. This is 51% say in, 49% say out. I would say that parachute pants are so in. I love them. Parachute pants are like my baggy pants staple. I do, however, think that when we recap in summer, parachute pants will not be a thing anymore. Mini skirts. 81% say in, 19% say out. I think mini skirts are timeless. Mini skirts are just so easy. You can put on a baggy top, make it casual. I've been loving lately in these sort of trans-seasonal months, the spring, or if you're in America, the fall, I've been loving wearing a mini skirt with a high boot. I just think it looks so, it just looks so elegant and it's just cool and cute. Neutral tones, 94% say in, 6% say out. I'm dressed in all black and grey today and I think neutral tones, they can't be out. I personally, for spring and summer, I'm feeling a colourful vibe. I want to be wearing colour a little bit more. However, I don't think that neutral tones will ever be fully out. Slick back hairstyle, 84% say in. 16% say out. I am also rocking the slick back hairstyle today. I didn't write these questions, by the way, um, in case people are like, you just said everything that you think is in. I I didn't. I love the slick back hairstyle. I hate washing my hair. I have really curly hair, so it's just like a pain to wash and then brush. So the slick back hairstyle really just saves me. On day three, four, whatever it is of not washing my hair – Slicking it back is just perfect. You put a bit of gel in it, put a little bit of water, really use that brush to get it all the way back, wrap a hair tie around and go. Short nails 77% say in, 23% say out. I enjoy having short nails. However, there is something about tapping on my keyboard with my acrylic fingernails that really just makes me feel like a boss bitch. I love it. You tap, unless they're too long and then you accidentally hit the next key. That is so frustrating, but I love having long nails. Claw clips, 83% say in, 17% say out. Claw clips in. They're so easy. They've got to stay in and they're cute. A curated Instagram feed. This is what I was talking about before. Guys, I swear I didn't write these questions. Curated Instagram feed, 64% say in, 36% say out. That is so interesting to me. I mean, I kind of get it. I personally have been liking just posting photos from throughout my days and doing like dumps where you just sort of like post a bunch of photos together. But I do still get the allure of curating an Instagram feed because I think for some people it is like a hobby. It is fun. So I find that really interesting. Oak milk lattes, 58% say in, 42% say out, I have no comment on that, apparently oat milk is bad for you but I did only see that on TikTok and I haven't fact checked it and as a former journalist I do not want to spread misinformation so maybe after this podcast we should all google is oat milk bad for you and then we can reconvene, home-cooked meals 93% say in, 7% say out, a home-cooked meal will never be out of style especially if it's home cooked by your parents, there is nothing better. There is truly nothing better. I have cooked my parents' recipes countless times and they do not taste anywhere near as good as when my parents do it. And I use the exact same ingredients. I follow the recipe step by step. And so I've come to the conclusion that part of the reason it tastes so good is just because your parents cook it for you. Minimal makeup, 95% say in, 5% say out. I think Yeah, obviously 2016 cut crease days, they're so gone. Minimal makeup is the new thing. But I am so interested to see exactly the way that Y2K fashion came back. I am so keen to see if in 10 years the cut crease comes back. And if it does, can someone let me know? Can a trend forecaster please let me know? Because I could never do any of those glitter cut creases with like the cool eyeshadow. So if it's going to come back, Someone let me know now and I will get practicing just in my bedroom like once a week. And by the time it comes back around, I'll be able to do it really well. Over-ear headphones. I am wearing them right now, obviously, because I'm recording a podcast. But I am an over-the-ear headphones stand; They are so much better than earbuds. I personally have really small ears so they always like the little earbuds always used to pop out of my ears when I was running on the treadmill and they would go flying in the gym and I'd have to like awkwardly like walk over to some machine and be like sorry. The -the over-the-ear headphones they don't fall off and I also love how they've become kind of an accessory. I love a functional fashion item. The fact that over-the-ear headphones are comfy are easy you can listen to your podcast I hope some of you are listening to the podcast right now on over the ear headphones and it's just so good that now it's sort of become part of the fashion world and style that you can wear them and not look dorky because I feel like previously they were a little bit dorky okay guys that was fun I enjoyed recording this solo episode for you today send us a dm on instagram and let us know if you liked this episode what you'd like to see in the future make sure you leave us a five-star review on apple and spotify as it really helps the podcast grow and i will see you for the next back to the beginning in two weeks